All right, man, we are live. We apologize for uh, the brief absence. GYGB Warport Show. I'm your co-host, Roberto Flack, R.O. Diggity, my man Coltrane. We got a lot to discuss, boy. Woo! There's a lot going on. You know, um, I mean, first and foremost, uh, follow us at Gardrigal Boxing on Instagram. The gram has been popping. Lot, lots of discussion. Lots of good posts by y'all, man. Um, particularly the whole triangle theory post. That was great. Like, I love that. But, um, I mean, we got to jump right into it, man. I mean, there's a couple major things you want to discuss. But really, you know, we're coming off this weekend. Yeah, Terrence Crawford. Yeah. Let's get right eighth, into it. Eighth consecutive knockout. Fourth. or was This is the fourth title defense. Wow. Of his WBO title. And, I mean, listen, yo, we, we you know, we at GYGB have been bigging up Crawford for a while. I mean, we've been critical, too, as far as, like, the, the, the level of opposition. But, you know, we understand the business. But, you know, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, real quick, man, I mean, he scores a, a fourth-round TKO or, well, yeah, really a TKO over Kel Brooks. So, R.O. Diggity, man, like – let me know what you. Uh, I mean, v- very brief fight, but you know, let me know. You know, your take on uh, on Crawford's performance. Yeah, I mean, I I can say that I was one that was really hard on Crawford. Everybody knows I'm I'm a pro Crawford type of guy, and I think training I kind of like looked at him the other day uh, last December, and we saw some holes that we thought, you know what. This this need this sheetrock needs to be patched up a little bit. We need some plaster. <laughs> we need some tape, and this thing needs to be patched up before we go see Earl Spence. And um, I was concerned because I knew that Kell Brook could box a little bit, but I also knew that a lot of the people that he fought, like the losses he had, if we were to just peel back the layers of the onion, he was actually competitively in the fight, and some might have had him winning those fights. And it wasn't like he was dropped either, you know, in any of those fights. Like, he took a knee against Spence, but it was more or less attrition. Oh, my eyes hurt. It wasn't like, yo, like, he got dazed or stunned. Like, we never seen him like that. So I knew – so training – so I'll let train speak. But for me, I thought that, hey, you know what? This fight is going to be a little bit difficult. Like, you know, Kel Brooker kind of, like, go in there, tag him, one, two, like – you know, pivot, do the things he's normally doing. He's a he's a pretty decent boxer. And I thought that, you know, obviously, you know, Bud would do something rocky-ish and come back and, in like, the eighth round, knock him out. The first three rounds was going that way. Bud was getting beat to the punch. His eye was swollen. And it looked like even Drake, even um Andre Ward said, it looked like he really had no answer for what – Kell Brook was doing. But one thing I noticed was that Kell Brook was, he was upright. He was sticking his chin out. You know, did you know, I'm sure you guys noticed that. And what, and I was saying, and I put it on a thread, like, wow, man, like, he like, he want to get hit. So, it like, but the key thing that Train put it out on our thread was, and this is where it kind of turned for me, like, this might be earlier than later, was not only that chin, but was when Bud, and we always talk about how he's good at wrestling. When he they got in that clinch, 
and let him know how strong he was. And he during their fumble across the ring like he was a rag doll. And I said, I sat here and said, oh, this fight is going to be over soon because basically what he said to him is, you're not going to do that to me. You might seem bigger, but I'm bigger in this ring. And that combination he hit him with, you know, everybody said, oh, it was a jab. It was this. That was a pretty sneaky punch. That's what that was. And it was a punch that Kell Brook didn't see. And let me tell you something. We've watched Kell Brook, you know, shout out to the UK. We watched Kell Brook a lot. We had a lot of respect for him. I never seen Kell Brook fly across the ring like he was, you know, on roller skates. Like I've never seen that before. And that was shocking to me. And obviously he told me two things. Number one, those adjustments, those adjustments Bud make that we talk about. Those are some real adjustments. These ain't no like smoke and mirror adjustments. These are real adjustments. And number two, obviously where I was getting mad at Bud over like for the last fight and even this fight where he was getting tagged up, it just showed me he kind of was in control the whole time too. Yes. Which is scary because obviously I'm like, well, oh crap, what can you do to this guy now? So for me, just to sum it up, and I know I went too long, but that's what I saw, obviously, that kind of you know, shout out to Kel Brook, shout out to the UK. We got a lot of fan base and a lot of family over there. But that's what I saw, you know, in that fight. I was really shocked in the manner in which it happened. Not how fast it happened, the manner in which it happened. That was what shocked me the most. And it was some events that led up to that that made me say, oh, yeah, this is going to end early. Word. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with everything you said. Train. Yeah, go ahead, Train. No, I, I was saying, like, yeah, I mean, Radadon, you know, he hit the nail on the head. Like, I mean, basically, um, I, 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 not to be arrogant or cocky, but, you know, I have my daughter plays tennis. And Radadon, Roberto, you'll be there. You know, shout out to our little nephew going crazy with the nunchucks looking like Bruce Leroy over there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, when, when we used to play lesser tier opponents, I used to tell my daughter to work out some stuff. You know, I like work, work, work on things. You know, I didn't get into specifics why I was telling her to work on things, but if I knew she had something sold up in the bag, I would tell her to work on different things. And that's what Bud was doing. And there's no disrespect to Kel Brook, but, you know, he came out from the rip fighting in the orthodox stand and just switched the softball like it was nothing. And the whole yep. fight turned after that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So it was like, and, and, I, and I told Ryder that I know in the past we've been critical of Bud about getting hit and putting himself in harm's way. But I, I don't – see, this is different for Bud and so many other – even with Andre Ward. I ain't even going to go to Floyd. I'm going to just go with Ward. Like, Andre Ward is not going to put himself in harm's way. Like, them guys, they didn't play getting hit at all. Like, they crowded you. Um, they took stuff away from you so you couldn't get shots off on him. Where Crawford don't mind getting hit. Like, he'll get punched in his mouth to start – to get stuff started. You know, um – Sugar Ray Leonard didn't invite pain, he didn't invite punishment, but once you punch him in the face, he turns into a dog. And mm-hmm. that's how Crawford is. It's like he 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 loves pain. He has a tolerance. He has a he has a he has a huge tolerance for pain. Like he loves being in these dog fights. He loves being in these wars. And I, and I, and it's not to diminish what Kel Brook did by sticking that one in his face. Because Crawford did have trouble with it, but I don't think it was ever ever in question. You know, once he switched up on it, he took the jab away from me, and then he just started uh, 
hitting his stuff off. And, you know, once once Brooke started, like, blinking his eye, even though the eye didn't have anything to do with it, but he was blinking. He was blinking. The Rada Jaw talked about the clinch. It was a lot of these little different intangibles that took place before the knockout actually happened. And, you know, I can't stress on this point enough, is the punch resistance of Kel Brook is uh Which you, you, good. you made a point like, about that, too. Yeah, and it's not good, you know, to the point I have concerns because I know boxing is a brutal, deadly sport. And I granted, everybody's not going to be like Crawford and be able to put balls on him like Crawford did. But, you know, you just got to be careful, man, because when this guy loses, it's never like, well, you know, he just he fight could have won either way type of fight. You know, these are bad losses that are like these are structural damage type losses where – you know, you start talk, talking about knocking up, knocking out the foundation in the house. You know what I mean? It ain't too many more beams you can knock down without mm-hmm. the crib being collapsed. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, Crawford did what he was supposed to do. You know, and I'm not I'm not taking nothing away from him because it was a great performance. But he ran through a guy that was put in the ring to be ran through. Now, let's get the real. Let's get the business. Yeah. <laughs> let's get to I mean, the, I- Let's get this. Let's get the business. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, and and to add and to add to like what you guys are saying, I think fan. I mean, then you know, there's people that are still critical of Crawford, but I think the one thing. But how though? Like that's crazy. I mean, but I because I brought up the point. You know, the the the, the shot that Brooke, that that Crawford landed on Kell Brook, it came from like he was reading Brook, and then to the RD's point, he made the adjustment, and he went southpaw. So, and what you were saying, Train, he took his jab away. From that point, I'm like, oh, it's over. Because he, he figured him out. And all he was he doing was setting traps for him. That shot that he hit him with was like literally the combination of a check hook and a check jab. And he landed it flush, right? Like, I never seen, I mean, listen, we like, we seen Brooke get hit by Triple G. Yep. We seen the Spence fight. I never seen Brooke look like that. Like where, I mean, let's keep it a hundred, man. Like he was out on his feet. So, so that's what I was going to ask Roberto. You, that's what I was telling Train. I think Train and I was going back and forth. I, I knew about the punch. We, he said about the punch resistance, but what I was trying to say, and even Brooke had alluded to it, was that we never seen Brooke stunned before. Like we haven't seen Brooke. Stunned like that. Yes, he took a lot of punishment from Triple G. He wasn't stunned in that fight. Does that make sense? Yeah. His eye was messed up. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, he took a lot of punishment, and he gave a lot of punishment too to Earl Spence. He was never stunned in that fight. Like he had his faculties. When you right. look at him versus Kel, when you look at him versus Bud, he went to referee like this, like like you know, almost like what just happened. Did you guys peep in the corner after the fight was over? And I literally saw Brooks say, where am I? Exactly. What what happened? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He was knocked out on his feet. Like, even when the ref let it go again, he didn't. He had no clue where he was. And that was, I mean, we talk about the power. I, I think it's clear to say Bud at 147 has power. Like, I think we got to look past the, and hey, listen. Hey, you know what, though, Roberto, about that? I'm glad you brought that up about the power thing. Here's the thing about power, right? And accuracy, right? And I was gonna get to that, but go ahead. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you got power, but then you got velocity and accuracy. Like Floyd, for instance, you know, um, there might have been stronger, heavy hitter fighters than him, but they wasn't accurate as him. And we all know in boxing, right? And I never forget what Senior said about Shane Mosley. He was like, 
we don't worry about his power because he squares up and loads all his punches up. Mm-hmm. And you know, should rather die laughing because about the jittery thing he, you know, <laughs> senior was like Shane starts the jittery stuff he does. But I ain't even talking about that. I'm just talking about the squaring up and the loading up aspect where Crawford, these guys, they throwing these no look pass punches that you don't see, and mm-hmm. they're a lot more damaging than like Tank Davis punches. You feel me, like? But go ahead, though. I mean, no, you're right. You're, you're no, you're right. Like it, it, it's it was exactly that, man. It was a well timed, accurate punch that landed right on the button, and that's what happens, man. When you don't see those punches coming, particularly from the angle that he threw it at, like you wouldn't expect that right. kind of punch to land like how it Bad did, which, right? You know, so I mean, listen, man. Like I, I think we're kind of past the point of trying to figure out if. If, if Crawford is the goods, he is, which is going to segue into our next point <laughs> prior to the fight. Okay. Uh, and and uh, some people didn't even pick up on this until after the fight, but Bob Arum, I mean, we got to start, we got to start wondering if, Listen, I, I salute the guy for being as old as he is, and he's still out there. Like, he had a track suit. Hold up, hold up. He had a track suit on that no. was like taped up to his body <laughs> in the middle of COVID. No, <laughs> but he had an interview, I want to say, with Fight Hype. I think that's where I saw it. And he just came completely out of pocket saying things, basically saying that they've lost money with Crawford. Crawford needs to promote himself and, 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 you know, something along the lines, like, you know, with all the money I lost, I could have built a house in Beverly Hills or something like that manner. And I see that interview and, 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 and prior to that, like the night before, (laughs) when was the last time you saw Bob next to a fighter? Right. Talking about like what your next fight is going to be, you know, because and, and this is ESPN, who again are are are, are um uh, what do you call it? top ranks platform? They were hammering Bob about who the next fight's going to be, and you notice when ding ding train went out for a second. You you notice when Bob uh, or when they asked like you know how can you land these big fights, but automatically went look right at Bob because he knew man like. He's like, don't look at me. Basically, this dude's supposed to get me the fights. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we hear about Pacquiao and all this stuff, but then Pacquiao's people were like saying, we never got word from Bob Arum. Like, there was no fight on the table or anything. So it's like, it's kind of the same old story. But as we're hearing, you know, I'm going to go out and say this, man. I think we've seen the last of Terrence Crawford with top rank. Because it just seems like that relate that relationship is particularly based on the interview that Bob gave with Fight Hype and just the rhetoric coming out. If you're Terrence Crawford, why are you sticking around? You know, like what, what what's all your fights that we want to see are over there. And trust me when I tell you, there has to be. Even prior to this fight, there has to have been some kind of dialogue, man. We talked in the chat. Maurice Hooker, who trains with Bud, has a deal with the PBC. It, it, they've had to have some kind of dialogue. And I feel at this point, man, even if Bud has one fight left and they can't give him, he ain't fighting Pacquiao. Like, we all know that. So what can top rank really do? You know what I'm saying? Same thing happened with Floyd. Same thing happened with Cotto, Oscar, 
they went to, you know, no pun intended, greener pastures. <laughs> and I think Bud, like those guys, is ready to make that move. I mean, it's clear as day. I mean, Bob Aaron seems like the type of guy that can't just hold a good thing together. You know, he's the type of guy, like, once something becomes good, it just says, you know what, I think that I'm I'm good and I'm going to leave, you know? And, and it's funny because the one thing I notice, unfortunately, um, about this whole thing, like you said, when – first of all, let me go back and put the car in reverse for a second. All right. I don't like these people calling out Pacquiao right now. I mean, let me tell you something. Pac, I know it's going to sound crazy what I'm about to say. Pacquiao deserves – he's put in so much work, whether you like him or not. He deserves to go out. And even then, like you guys, not you, a lot of people thought he was going to lose to Thurman. And he deserves, honestly, to go out like with a Conor McGregor type of, you know, just like a kind of like a farewell tour type of let me lace your pockets. Because he's done so much, man, when boxing was at a low for some point in time. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't like that Bud is calling him out because it does not to me, it does nothing to Bud for Bud. You know, it, it does. Like you said, it does nothing for Bud. If he if he beats him, you're old. And if he gets kind of messed up by him, it's like, oh, crap, we're at this point again. So <laughs> leave him alone. And so that's one thing. But the second thing is this. I just feel, man, like when I was looking at that interview, I was cringing the whole time. I don't know if you were too. Like from the post fight. It was awkward. It was so awkward. It's almost like. It's almost like having Gucci Man and Jeezy in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> Shout to verses. <laughs> but it was it was so crazy because I was just like, okay, like I just felt tension. Oh, and, for I, sure. and, you, and you looked at Bud's, you looked at Bud's um, nonverbals. It looked like he didn't want to be there. You know, like he was fed up. It just that's what it looked like to me. So for me, I agree when you say that this is the last time we're gonna see him. I personally don't like Bud calling out Pacquiao, but honestly, I just felt like Bud was just saying anything just to kind of just show face. And Bob was just like really like, you know, he was like the old grandfather that kind of tells you like you, he tells you about yourself and he's ignorant, but he really means it. You know, he you like, oh, he doesn't know any better. He's old, but he really means it. You know, yeah, right. You know, all your breath stinks. You know, why don't you get a job? You know, <laughs> like literal, being literal. Yeah, you too much. You know, like that type of stuff. That's how Bob was acting on, on um Saturday. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's just. I think if all of I've, I've been saying this for a minute, man. Like, if we all see it, he has to see it too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we yep. we know the business of boxing's like upside down, but. The thing I never understood was that they were able to make Wilder Fury. They were and and listen, they might have to run it back again. They might have to run it back again because of you know Wilder going to arbitration and they they might be forced to take that fight again. But my my thing with Crawford, we're hitting in Crawford, is you start to wonder. We always hear Bob say, "Oh, Al Heyman doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to put his fighters in there." But it's like, is that the case? Because that'll all change if he goes if if Bud goes to the PBC, which at this point, where else is he gonna go? That's where his competition's at. If he starts landing those fights, we know where the problem was, you know, clearly, you know. So 
I yeah, I for one think that he's done with top rank. And and Traina mentioned this in the chats earlier. Like it, it's so noticeable how top rank their social media are like trying to big up Bud. Like, oh man, look at these ratings. Oh man, look at this title defense. Oh, look at all this stuff. Because I think they see the writing on the wall. You know, I, none of us know the, the the length of the contract. I mean, everybody. I'm hearing it's one fight. But if top rank and Bob Arum are okay with him, like just moving on, like they can work out a deal for him to either like settle out of the contract, um, get bought out. Listen, Floyd got bought out for what for like seven hundred thousand when Floyd. I mean, when Bob didn't know how to sell hit the hip hop crowd, right? Remember that? And then in the next fight, he fights Baldemir for twelve million, and then he fights Oscar for twenty plus. And became a star, you know. So everything the writing is on the wall for Bud to and again, he's 33. He doesn't have a lot of time, man, to to make these kind of moves. And I he knows that. So how many more years do you think? Like, let's be honest. How many more years do you think that Bud has of this? Like, like, let's just be realistic, Roberto. Okay, well, that's a good question because it, it it's you could look at it two ways. How long is Bud? gonna be fighting in general or how long is bud gonna be at this level that that remains we don't know but i don't think he can afford another two years of or even a year of fighting these guys that that you know barely anybody knows and or shouldn't even be in the same ring with him at this point it's either sean porter keith thurman I didn't even take the Ugas fight, but Ugas is still like in that lane of like Bud's already passed that. He needs the mega fights. You know, you know what? I'm gonna tell you, man. Ugas is a spoiler, man. I mean, and when I mean that, man, he he is a spoiler, man. He's the type of person where you just kind of like he is a spoiler, man. Like I don't like him for any of them top cats. Like if you got like he's the type of cat where if you got a fight coming up and say like you got a fight coming up and he's in between like waiting in the trenches, like you give him step aside money. I'm being I, honest with you. He just has a a weird type of good style, man, that like it'll make you look so bad. I've never put it like this. I haven't seen anyone look good against Lucas. How about that? Well, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, and listen, you could argue he beat Porter. Well, that's what I'm saying. I've never yeah. seen anybody look good yeah. against Ugas. So let's keep him out because if I'm Bud people, I'm advising him not. But even that Porter fight, like, I mean, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go on record and say he beats Porter bad. Yeah. Because Porter's just way out there. And that bully stuff don't work with Bud. Like, that you got a box, Bud. Like, if anybody want to see a way to beat Bud, watch the first three rounds of Kell Brook and watch the Mean Machine fight. Watch, watch our buddy, um, um, Grandpa, uh, um, who Devin who, Haney just beat. Who Gamboa? <laughs> yeah, watch that fight. Like that's how you you have to box Bud. Does that make yeah. sense? No, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you you if you try to bully Bud, he is going to wrestle you and throw you out of the ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you I've, better box yeah. Bud, and you better be patient with Bud. And if you have any type of like. Porter couldn't do that to Bud. Like he, are you serious? Like he, did, Bud would, Bud would sit here 
and collect data for like two rounds. After about those two rounds, man, Porter would be man, Porter what Kel Brook beat him bad. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest I, I, I think the, the difficult thing with fighting Terrence Crawford is you have to it, it it's like having the boxing ability, it's having the speed, the power, but you also have to have this. And you have to have the ability to make adjustments as he's doing it, which is why when I look when I when I look at the guys that he could fight, whether it's Thurman, Porter, you know, before he even gets to Spence, I mean, I just think he they have a very difficult time with him, man. I mean, you mentioned Porter; he likes to, you know, like we joke around, fl fl flying forearm off the top rope, flying splash, you know, <laughs> but DDD, DDT, you know, but. <laughs> That's a situation, man, where you are opening yourself up for Crawford, man, because he, you know, to your point, you, you want to act rough. We could do that, you know, yeah. and I don't think Porter wants to go punch for punch with Terrence Crawford, you know. So this is what I'll say, man. I think we're in we're we're in a situation now that potentially could be a perfect storm as it concerns the fight we all want to see, man. I mean, look, next month. We, and, and look, look, we we have our own discussion. We got to talk about with 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 Danny and, and Spence because that that that's its own little narrative. But this time next year, man, we could be in for a mega fight that we've been waiting for, and it, it's been quite some time since we had. I mean, when was the last time we had two? I mean, meaning if Spence gets past Danny, Crawford has a fight or whatever, and we're we're sitting here. Uh, November 2021, and um, we have this fight. You know what I'm saying? When was the last time we had two undefeated welterweights fight for potentially, whether the WBA is included, for the unified welterweight championship of the world? I mean, we, we haven't had it in a while, but I mean, you know, the last time I got excited for a fight in this division would probably have to be, and it wasn't Floyd and Manny. Um, I think it would have to be, I'm just trying to think. It's been a very long time since I've been like excited for a fight. Cause where it was just like, you know, oh my goodness, we waited. Are you ready? I'm going to tell you a fight I was excited for that is similar. It would, and it probably wasn't in that division at the time, but it was Trinidad and Oscar. Like, they were both undefeated. Yeah, yeah. They were both undefeated, and obviously, you know, it was like, well, how does this person beat this person? How does this person beat that person? You know, mm -hmm. how how does this really happen? You know, and and obviously, it captivated me for a full 12 rounds, you know. Um, but I think that this is this fight. This is going to be – it's going to be a clash of styles, and that's why I want to see it. But, again, I'm going to tell you something. If I <laughs> – this is going to sound so crazy. Not that I'm give, I'm tipping my hand one way because I think that Spence will win. Lord willing, but if I was Spence, people, because I don't know what what he has going on. Have you seen any video of him sparring at all? I'm you talking about Spence, right? Yeah. Okay. There's there's been I I think even Spence kind of alluded to it, and I don't know if they slipped up. He said something along the lines where the beginning of sparring for the Danny fight was a little shaky. 
I don't know what that means. So, again, yo, I mean, we'll get to that. Like, obviously, like when when, when that fight right. comes up, but okay, no, but but at the same time, it's it it's what's made that fight very intriguing, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we don't we don't you know going into this Danny fight, we were you know Spence is the favorite, but like there is you know intrigue there that wasn't there a year ago you know so that that's you know that that could be really interesting right and the reason why i'm bringing that up is in order for that bud and spence fight to happen like we talk about spoilers and i'm i still think that spence would win mm -hmm. but i would give danny step aside money whatever that case would have been and i would have fought bud immediately because I don't know if he could even pull out. Like, I would literally, I know this sounds crazy. I would literally go fight Bud right now. How many times have we waited for a fight and something stupid happens? Oh, no, yeah. I mean, look, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, and, and I, I don't know if you picked this up in the chat, how great would this be? The fight's at AT&T, right? Spence beats Danny, boom, 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 and steps Bud in the ring like the old days and just calls him out like right there. Like, Amen. They would eat the casuals would eat that up. Like and the boxing fan, they counting them. We'd like we'd lose it. But with the casual fans, which is the, the, the fans we need to be invested in this fight. Imagine that. Because the listen, the casuals know who Bud is. The casuals know who Spence is. They need to see them together and say, Oh, so those do those dudes are gonna fight. We need that. And what I was alluding to as far as a perfect storm is if it, it is a situation where Bud leaves top rank, they'll make that fight, man. And, and, and But I was saying in a perfect world, it's the next fight. It's the next fight. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 he, he, you know, Spence beats Danny, let's say, and then that's the next fight. And they could do it in the summertime. They could do two fights, man. Like if it's close, you know. And I mean, look, we got Wilder Fury too. You know, the first fight again. However, you saw the first fight, we got a second one. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta stop thinking like you know these are just all. If the fights are close, that it's just a one-off fight, man. I mean, if if these two dudes put on, I don't want to overhype it because we did the same thing with Oscar and Tito, and that didn't really play out to be like the most like memorable fight, even though you know we enjoyed it. At the same time, man, like we look at the style matchup and we look at the temperament of these dudes. I can't think that this is going to be a bad fight, <laughs> you know, but I agree, man, like that should be the next fight. I don't. And, and, and for what you said, things get messed up, man. <laughs> you know, people bump into, you know, they, they bump into, you know, potholes or, you know, you don't you don't want to you don't want that to happen. And listen. We, 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 like we're talking about Danny Spence. Like, what if the unthinkable happens, man? And Danny stops Spence or hurts him or, or beats him or whatever. That kind of just deflates what I, I feel is probably the best matchup that can be made in the last like three, four years, man. As far as again, because uh, somebody in the comments was saying, um, Cotto Margarita was the last like big welterweight fight, but I'm talking about like two undefeated. Right, high level dudes. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. We we'll wait to Oscar in um in Trinidad fight. What happened? We we'll wait to Oscar in Trinidad 147, fight. Forty seven welterweight, welterweight. Yeah. So that would to me that was the last one for me because they were both undefeated. 
and I didn't know what the deal was. That was a super fight to me. That was where both catches undefeated. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we were, it was a lot of preparation and talk up to that. And we didn't know how that mm -hmm. fight was going to go. Right. This would be our modern day, in my opinion, without comparing styles, just the atmosphere and the talk. This would be our Trinidad and Oscar, however you put them, whoever you mm -hmm. name, you know, going forward. You know, there, yep. there hasn't been a fight like this because most people had an LNA record. Look, people might say, well, Pacquiao and Floyd, but there was a way to beat Pacquiao at this point. Pacquiao had been knocked out by Marquez. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it happened too late. <laughs> right. You know, people were talking about how, you know, Tyson and Holyfield won. And it was like, you know, that didn't really do anything because both of them had been knocked out before. And even and even before that fight, Holyfield was so terrible against Bobby Chez. But we haven't seen from welterweight position, uh, division, we haven't seen anything like this. I don't even think, you know, to be honest, you're going to laugh. Not even Tyson Fury and Wilder won. All right. Was was like this. They both were undefeated. This one that wasn't like that. Everybody thought Wilder was going to walk through him, right? So, you know, for me, I don't think there's been any modern fight like this. Now, again, this is why if I'm Earl Spence, I'm giving Danny Stepaside money, or I'm pulling out that fight. I'm gonna just be honest with you. Now, now let me ask you not not to skip forward into that fight. I mean, but do you think do do you think like there's potential danger in that fight for Spence? No, I don't think – you know what? I No, I don't. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I just – all right. No and yes. I, no, yes, let's start off with the, with the positive. No, because I feel like I always go by what I've known from Spence, even though that car accident, mm -hmm. I, this is what I know that Spence can do. Mm -hmm. And I know that, honestly, you and I both said it. I could put little man in the ring. And if he was flying those nunchucks and he threw punches like that, he'd beat Danny because he's just more active. <laughs> you know, we and we love Danny. He just, to yeah. me, he's not really active. But yes, because I've seen that car crash and I haven't seen, and you know what? To be honest, I've been kind of trying to block out him slurring, but I don't know if he was slurring before or is this new? This is new. Yeah, I think it, I was telling this to train. I mean, I think it has to do with whatever surgery he had on his mouth. You know, I don't think it's I, I mean, I don't think it's something that like he's it's neurological. I, I think it's just whatever surgery he had on his jaw, it, it, the 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 remnants of it are shown or, or, or the result of it is showing because so, I saw this interview from like earlier today and it was like. It's it, yeah, like I said, I know what you're saying. It's like he sounds like he's slurring his speech, but it's not. I don't think it's from like any again anything neurological. But I think it's just whatever surgery happened. But it goes back to what I was saying about the thing he mentioned about sparring, where he was saying like, yeah, we had a shaky beginning. And I'm like that. That was like a little red flag for me. I was like, oh, okay. You, we all said this. I was surprised coming off that accident that they went right for Danny. And and that's not to say that like you know Danny's like you know mowing dudes and things like that. But again, we're going back to the accident, and and we all saw it. And listen, he is blessed to have come out of there and be yeah. able to still be in this position, you know. But at the yeah. same time, the thing I questioned even months ago was what's gonna happen when he gets like hit in the mouth, yeah, hit here, and what's yeah. gonna happen upstairs. 
if like it's a situation where there there's things upstairs that maybe haven't been fully you know taken care of you man because that's i mean and i'm not to put my personal business there but i i have experience with seeing somebody that went through something very similar and it changes your life man like completely yeah and it's funny you say that because obviously the one thing i i I did was I just showed my wife who's an innocent bystander. I just showed her the accident. And I said, you know, she runs marathons and everything. And I said, mm -hmm. do you feel that a person that went through this, do you feel that they could make it out of this and, you know, still be able to compete at a high level, whether it be with, with sports? And she said, you know, I do, especially when you look at that accident, it seems like he's here for a reason. You know, like you said, you used the word blessed, you know, so said God, you know, the Lord has him here for a reason. I don't know what that reasoning is, like just from a sports perspective, but I don't think that's why I said I don't think he would take that fight if he didn't think that he was at least 85 to, to 95 to 100 percent. Normal. I mean, let's think mm -hmm. of it, the fight. Let's think about it. that accident was a year ago. So it wasn't like it was six months ago. Right. It was a year ago. And to be honest, we got to remember, did he have any broken bones or torn ligaments? That's see, that's the other thing. It's like we really if you go if you go back uh, to the accident, like they really never disclosed his injuries. They said his teeth was messed up. His teeth. But. I mean. He had some kind of surgery on his jaw like that. I know. And I don't know about anything else, but it's, it's, it's why, again, it, it goes back to my point. It there's intrigue in this fight now with Danny that just wasn't there a year ago when, when Danny went in the ring after the Porter fight and, and we were like, Oh, you know, they're going to do it. And, and, but you know, we had preconceived notions, but at the same time that accident changed everything. I mean, for the well, most part, here's a question. They were supposed to fight last January, right? Yeah. And then okay. the accident happened like literally a month later. It happened a month later. Okay, here's my next question. Danny hasn't fought since then either. No, he did. He hasn't? Yeah. No, he has. No, Who? wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. No, you're right. He, he fought been... somebody and knocked him out in the eighth round or some crap. No, you know who he fought? <laughs> he fought the dude Redcatch, Ivan Redcatch, and he went. He, he fought him to a decision. Okay. So, and when did he fight him in May, right? Uh, January. He fought him on the same day that the fight was supposed to be, January 25th. So, he's been off for almost a year too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it'll be 11 months. Yeah. And Spence has been out. His last fight was, yeah, uh, Porter, September. I mean, give mm -hmm. or take, about the same, you know, a couple months more. You know, Danny had like he fought like four months recently, but it that that's nothing to. They've both been inactive, like period. I can tell you this though. Oh, I, I give props to Danny because I think a lot of people was saying he stepped in that ring way before the accident. No, and, that's right. Yeah, he he yeah, went in and, there and and, and they I were. Think a lot, I, I think the consensus has always been that Danny only takes fights where people we feel like people are vulnerable and he stepped in that ring after Earl Spence mm -hmm. beat Porter. Um so a lot of people thought that Danny was taking this fight because Earl Spence 
excuse me, was vulnerable, and that's not the case. You know, he's taking this fight because he was originally supposed to fight him. He was. Now, mind you, you know, that Porter fight was really tough. <laughs> you know, that was a tough fight. So, but Danny was in the arena anyway. Like, the plan was he was going to go in that ring and challenge Spence anyway. So, um, yeah, like, yeah, Danny, Danny didn't take this fight at all because this dude's injured or he because of the accident. You know, they actually, you know, they had to pro, they had to postpone it. But yeah, that, that was, um, you know, Dan Danny, I mean, listen, man, Danny hasn't won all his, I mean, he's lost to Sean Porter and Keith Thurman, you know, but when you look at his resume, man, I mean, he's, he's fought pretty much anybody for the most, not named Terrence Crawford that was available. You know what I'm saying? And remember. Say it was, again. Say was, it again. People was, don't understand that. What happened, what, what happened when Terrence Crawford won that other belt? Oh, when, when he went up to 140, you mean? <laughs> yeah, no, when, he, when Terrence Crawford had all them belts, and I think I think he, Danny had one, remember? And then Danny and then Danny left, right? <laughs> he went Danny. to the Right. Um, yeah, like I don't know, man. Like train, I think would think was train that posted up the you know the last time Danny was in this kind of position where he was like because. In the Thurman and in Porter fights, he wasn't like that favorite, or he wasn't like I think in the Porter fight he was the favorite. The Thurman fight he wasn't, but Train yeah. I think Train put up the. I don't think he was favorite. He won the fight. See, the issue was I'm gonna tell you something. See, I I like what Train did with with that post. You know, we and we and you know all of us we post on that. You know, so people know we all post. Mm -hmm. You know, um, on that page, but the one thing that's different about this versus when he fought um Matisse. Uh, what's that? was it Matisse Matisse the issue was that Matisse was walking through everybody right mm -hmm. and he had just destroyed Lamont Peterson but remember people were talking about that fight if i'm not mistaken that Danny had where it was a very close fight, or he was like he had lost. Herrera, um, you're talking about Herrera. Yeah. yeah, he didn't look so he didn't look so great. That was after so, that fight, right? Yeah, it was after that fight. But I'm just saying, a, a lot of it was something shaky that happened prior to that. I'm, I'm in, my memory's jogging me, but at any rate, I don't feel like this is the same thing. No, like because what happened is back then, a lot of people were overwhelmingly picking Matisse. A lot mm -hmm. of people here are saying, like, Spence is the favorite. He should win. But a lot of people are picking Danny to win because of the accident. So, I mean, there are people here, you know, that we know that post on the page that are picking Danny to win. So it wasn't like that with Matisse. It was almost like with Matisse, people were saying, yo, they were talking to him almost like how Leonard folks was talking to him about Hagler. Not saying that those two are – any way interrelated, but remember how Hagler, when Leonard said he fighting Hagler, people thought he was going, to die, was going to die. And I think with Matisse, people were like, yo, man, you shouldn't take that fight. So I think this fight's a little bit different yeah. in terms of that setup. Does that make sense? No, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then somebody in the comments said, uh, Danny went life and death with Lamont. <laughs> Lamont walked him down. Spence will do this. Yeah, exactly. And then when you think about what Matisse did, the reason why people were picking Matisse was because of what Matisse had did to Lamont right. Peterson as well. So yeah. that's really where that came from. But he's right. 
you know, Matisse did walk him down. Granted, let me say this. Mm -hmm. Tri we just learned that triangle theories don't work in boxing. Another good so point. obviously we're not we're not using Lamont Peterson as a barometer, but what I'm saying is that this fight to me does not have that that feel and that vibe, if you will, as no, it did with yeah. the TK fight. This is a totally different situation. Yeah. Like it's, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. I mean I, I think, think people are still picking Danny not because of skill. People are picking Danny because of the accident. No, you're Let's right. And and look, I'll even admit, man, like that is part of the intrigue for me in this fight is because like all of us, we don't know, like we're we're gonna find out next month, like what that accident did to Errol Spence. Because for all we know, he could go in that fight as if nothing happened, and we're not gonna even have this discussion, you know. But I think in in a weird ironic way, it's helping sell the fight because you know some of us are really unsure what Errol Spence we're gonna get. We think we know. But like I always say, we have to see the fights play out. <laughs> you know, you know, you see, so the only video we've seen of him is him running. Yeah. And let me tell you something. He looked pretty good. You talking about Spence? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing we've seen of him was him running. He looked pretty good. It wasn't like we've seen – I haven't seen it. I want to see him train and throw a punch. I want to see his reflexes. But when he was running, boy, oh, boy, did he look good. Like it wasn't like – he looked out of B, like out of breath, like oh, like he looked like he was in tune. A lot of and it, I'm not saying running is not boxing, but it, he didn't look any different from when he looked before when right. you would see videos of him running. Right, right. I mean, I think and, a lot of it is just how he responds to a punch. You know, I think I think that's really the million dollar question. Because after yeah. if he takes Danny's best punch, then it's going to be probably the same the same Errol Spence we we've gotten used to seeing. Let me ask you a question: Do you think Danny has a great jaw? Well, here's the thing, man. Danny's never been knocked out. He's never even been dropped. Nope. So, I mean, we got to take that into account. You know what I'm saying? Because, and again, we're not he's playing the staggered. triangle. How many times he's been staggered? Though? Like zero. I haven't. Ne I've never seen him hurt. Who hurt? Keep Thurman through that crazy punch at him. He was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hurt. And didn't Morales hurt him? Was yeah. <laughs> I? I don't know. I forgot. Like, cause he had a tough time in that fight. But <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look. All right, he, he did that, but, you know, when you think about it, like, that that was one. But realistically, man, like, he has a very good pair of whiskers, and um, and I'm saying, that, you know, it's crazy. Neither one of them have, like, I mean, obviously for me, Spence is, he has the pedigree. He's an Olympian. He fights, honestly, he fights some very good competition, not only in his resume, but every Day. Like he's fighting those Chargo brothers, oh, and yeah. yeah, and when you think about what, <clears throat> all right, when you think about what, like that Porter fight with Danny, like I thought Porter won that fight. I mean, people thought Danny won. I'm like, how? I thought Porter won that fight. That Spence mean. fight, I thought was close, but I thought that honestly, if anything, it was going to be a draw unless he dropped him. And he dropped him, right? He dropped him in the end. Right, right, right. Yeah, he dropped him. And he dropped him good. Yeah. And so for me, um, again, barring the car accident, you know, that's, that is my recollection of Spence. So it's going to be intriguing. Like, again, it's going to be a lot of questions answered. And yeah. obviously what's unfortunate about it is with the spike that we're having, are they going to let fans in there or not? Oh, and, yeah. You know, they, yeah. 
Man, Texas, Texas, I don't know if anybody in the chat is from Texas, but Texas, man, them numbers were jumping through the roof like Wall Street, man, like a hot stock on Wall Street. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, there there hasn't been any cancellation in the fans. You know, it's been um when and we'll segue to wrap up the show on another fight that just got announced today is that potentially got fans. But yeah, as far as I know, um my man got tickets. They they had to buy like a three pack or something like that. Um, so I think they're spacing it out. And you know, again, it's it's AT&T Stadium, you know, where the Cowboys play. You know, like, <laughs> no disrespect to our, our Dallas fans, but hey, listen, man, Dolphins fan, Eagles fan, like we just <laughs> they just ain't our cup of tea over here, man. So um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh as far as I know, everything's on schedule. But um, before we wrap up, uh, you know, we uh, there was a there was a fight announced. <laughs> uh, one guy that has been, I think, made the biggest news of 2020. That at Canelo Alvarez uh, finally severing ties with Golden Boy was something that we kind of saw the writing on the wall with. And immediately following that, we were on the chat. We we're like, yo, we're, I'm hearing Caleb Plant. We're like, oh, this PBC deal. Then that kind of got thrown under the rug, under the carpet. Not enough time to promote the pay per view, and da da da. So in steps Callum Smith, a fight that I don't think anybody was really hard pressed about happening. I mean, I think a lot of it was. I mean, this is the thing. Okay, he, Oscar or, or, or Canelo and Golden Boy part ways, right? And that fight was one of the fights that was on, on the radar. They couldn't agree on money. He leaves Golden Boy. Literally two weeks later, or two and a half weeks later, he has a fight with Callum Smith. <laughs> you know, so and funny enough, for you guys that have not seen the um, the poster or anything, it's just it's it's strikingly odd not to see Golden Boy's logo on there because it's it's going to be Matchroom and Canelo's his own boss at this point, man. Like he is his own promoter. So December nineteenth, <laughs> Canelo Alvarez, Callum Smith. For the legitimate WBA super middleweight title and the Ring Magazine lineal title, which I didn't even know Callum Smith had. So, what day in December is this? December 19th. All right. So, here's my next question. So, my next question is this Golden Boy still has Ryan Garcia, right? Yeah. Ryan Garcia is trained by the same trainer. Yeah. Of Canelo. So, how awkward is that? You know, when you, when Oscar rolls up in the gym. <laughs> You I know, mean, Canelo leave, you know. But anyway, <laughs> the other thing too I think about is when that fight. Remember what Cool G Rep said in um the Symphony? He said coming back like I'm avenging my brother's death. <laughs> Did, Cal- <laughs> didn't um didn't uh, Canelo beat Kellen Smith's brother? Yeah, Liam Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so you go coming back like I'm avenging my brother's death. Make your better medicine. Yeah, shot to G Rap, man. Um. Yeah. I, this it's an interesting fight, man. I, I think out of all the super middleweight, I mean, listen, there, I mean, super middleweight, you got Benavidez, you got Caleb Plant, IBF champ, um, Callum Smith, Canelo himself. So to give Canelo credit, man, he was going to fight one of the champions in his first fight, like out of the bubble. And now the the, I, the irony is that the fight's going to be on the zone, <laughs> you know, the company he left. <laughs> but I think, again, it's all predicated on 
him working directly with Eddie Hearn. He set the deal up. And, you know, Canelo's probably he's clearly going to make more money at this point. But it's listen, man, it's a good it's a good fight. Callum Smith is a good fight. He didn't look like great in his last fight, but he's a very crafty dude. He, he's got size. He's got range. Um, and, and listen, we've seen Canelo in there with bigger dudes and he's been able to nullify a lot of stuff. But this is for whatever it's worth. It's for a legitimate world title and not like, you know, when we talking about like these regular uh, intercontinental uh, halfway, like the new halfway heavyweight title, the WBC is doing, you know, like, come on, man. So it's for a legitimate title. And I don't think anybody could be really mad at it, especially if, if, you know, this is like a precursor to like when many imagine he'll, he's going to end up fighting the likes of, of Caleb plan and, and Benavidez. And I mean, I think the question is, does he sign like a deal with the PBC, like a three fight deal or, or is he just independent? You know, which I think guys at his level, like you don't need to sign long-term contracts. Cause at the end of the day, guys like Benavidez plant Charlo, they need Canelo. Canelo doesn't necessarily, he's the bag. He's the bag. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's going to be under zone. So, you know, for those, who, <laughs> here's a funny part. How many people do you think canceled the zone when the announcement got made? And now like they're seeing, oh, damn. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Get it back, man. Get it back. Get it back. So, but I, I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what's your, you know, give me your quick take on that fight. I don't have any quick take. You know, I, I just I think Holly Canelo and um, obviously, you know, I think Kellen Smith can definitely go. I mean, I personally would love to see Killer Plant, but you know, you and I both know that there was too little time for him to prepare for that type of style, man. That that style is too difficult um, for a little bit of time. But with that being said, I applaud him even having a the the audacity to even call him out to make that fight. But Kellen Smith is good, and even this short period of time, so. It's an intriguing fight, and I, and it's a great way to kind of, you know, start off our, you know, our Christmas, if you will, because, I mean, you have, you know, a post-Thanksgiving, you know, kind of date with, you know, True. Spence and Danny, and now you got this. Don't, this is pretty forget, good. So don't I'm forget happy. Mike and Roy is that weekend, too, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike and Roy. We got Mike and Roy. Shout out to Azim. So we got no Mike word. and Roy, too. So, yeah, um, it's an intriguing time. Yeah, man, it, it's – it's um. Yeah, I think like yeah, you made you made a good point, man. That's it's kind of like a 2020. I mean, granted, like even on on personal level for all of us, 2020 has been just one for the books, man. <laughs> one for the books. But I mean, oh, please. So it, you know, it's a nice cap to you know a, a nutty year. Um, the question is is whether or not this fight. To the original point, uh, we were you know. Uh, asking were you asking about uh if, if Danny and Spence is gonna have people I'm hearing there might be uh this fight might end up in Texas which I mean if you really think about it that like that's kind of a no-brainer uh are there fans I mean that's the that's the to the tricky part because the the thing about doing fights during that time frame is like like you to your point it's right before Christmas What's the travel going to be like this year with, with COVID? Um, so there's a lot of question marks, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's like, it's hard to imagine Canelo fighting without at least, if Danny and Spence 
and 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 and, and Tank and, and Leo had fans at the Alamo Dome. If they're going to Texas, something tells me they're going to have fans. I just don't know what venue. Maybe the Alamo Dome again. Um, that's something we still have to wait and see. Like they literally just announced it today. So I mean, I'm pretty sure within the next couple of weeks we'll, or not even next couple of weeks. Like I want to say within the next week or so we'll probably have some confirmation. But yeah, and don't forget another fight we have on the zone, and I know we got to go after this. Um, is is don't forget we got Joshua as well. Oh, and Pulev. That's right. That's right. I mean, shout out to UK again. So we do have some post Thanksgiving, pre Christmas gifts that's coming along, man, and yeah, um, man. it should be fun. But I appreciate, man, good time together. No, 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 yeah, man. Listen, twenty 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 one by by just even the things we were talking about today, like twenty twenty one seems like it's going to be a crazy year in boxing, man. As it concerns like the matchups that look like they're starting to kind of form a little bit. But we'll have to wait and see, man. But yeah, that's pretty much our show, man. Again, our 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 apologies for the brief absence. We're here, lots of boxing in store. So yeah, man. Uh, follow us at Garger Group Boxing. Shout to Train. Shout to, shout to Arrow Diggity. Fly Eagle Fly. <laughs> shout to my Miami Dolphins playing some ball. Bye, you know, yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got a QB. We, we, yo, listen, we got the Miami Dolphins curse right now, man. Oh, uh, yo, well, no, no. You, I'll tell you why you don't because y'all won a Super Bowl. We haven't won a Super Bowl in, since 73, man. Y'all at well, least got to appreciate that. We haven't had a Super Bowl at all until 2017, 2018. So, yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But we haven't been there since 84, man. <laughs> Remember, like '84 against San Fran. That was the last time we went with Dan Marino. That was the last time we yeah. stepped foot in a Super Bowl. Our time is coming, man. And white wife, you don't like that rhetoric, but hey, oh well. <laughs> well she, had her Super, she had her Super Bowl last weekend when they beat us. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll, I'll, I'll tell here, her. Man. I'll tell her. I'll tell her you said that. <laughs> All right, man. So, yo, man, we're out of here. Follow us at Gardrigal Boxing. Um, Appreciate all the follows, all the likes. Hit the subscribe button. And that's pretty much it. Also, Facebook.com slash GYG Boxing. So, oh, and Spotify. <laughs> Follow us at, uh, just go, just search uh, GYGB War Report Show. This show and our other shows from the year before and the year before that are all up on there. So just search GYG War Report Show and you'll see, you see the logo and the whole nine. So we're back, man. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out.